Inside the Game, brought to you by Raider Media. Stage 9 of the Daccarelli 2019 done and dusted. Welcome back to Inside the Game, brought to you by Raider Media. In association with Toyota Gazoo Racing South Africa, another phenomenal day for the team ahead of the 10th and final stage as we head over to the Peruvian capital of Lima. I'm joined by Voldu van der Waal, Anas Fisser, and SA Racing legend Janil de Villiers. First and foremost, Janil, I'll start with you. Jeez, what a day for the team. Yeah, another uh, extremely tough day um, in the Peruvian dunes. Uh, last four days was extremely tough and today was no exception. And we saw a lot of things happen today. You know, uh, Peter Hansel out of the race. Uh, Loeb had some mechanical problems. He lost an hour and, and 15 minutes. Uh, Science lost two hours. Dupre put it on the roof. Uh, so really lots of action. But... Um, uh, Nasser and myself uh, got through the stage uh, pretty unscathed, and um, yeah, it's it's looking good for for tomorrow for Nasser and for the team for Toyota Gazoo. Uh, we got another 112 k's to go, and we got to finish that to uh, to get to the end. So it's never over until it's over. But um, yeah, at the moment it's looking uh, looking pretty good. Yeah, I can imagine they wouldn't want to be in a, a better position than they are now to Adagazi Racing South Africa. Valdi, talk us through the numbers, minutes and uh, positions, etc. And he's waving at me saying no because he doesn't know. But uh, give us a, a, a round figure. Well, the, the, the most important number is the one by which uh, NASA currently leads the, the Dakar Rally. And that's 51 minutes. 51 minutes between NASA and the chasing pack. And that's really the number that we have to concentrate on. Tomorrow we've got 112 kilometers to cover. And uh, barring anything unforeseen or, or tragic or mechanical or unplanned, 51 minutes should be a healthy buffer to see, uh, to see NASA home. Yeah, what a performance uh, from the man next to you today, uh, Hannes. Gilly uh, doing exceptionally well, as did NASA Leti. I mean, it was the perfect team performance to get the team over the line. It, it, it's amazing how we've been speaking about the guys always playing catch-up. So the men that have been second to Nasser. So we are speaking about Sebastian Loeb, then Peter Hansel. Um, but each and every time, they kind of fall by the wayside. And today especially so. I mean, it was chaos out there. It was absolute chaos. But that is why uh, Janil will also tell you that you need a team of, of, of two, not only two, but three, sometimes even four cars that are uh, all running at the same pace, all competitive guys that can help each other. So over the years, um, it's, it's, it's been proved that... Uh, if you have a team of four competitive cars, normally only one or them two maybe finish up on the podium and so on. This year was a perfect example of exactly that. I mean, we started with three cars. Janil had his troubles early on, lost the time. But since then, um, he had to play the role of, of, of water carrier, as it's called, whatever. And today was exactly um, a perfect example of how he did that by, by shadowing Nasser and making sure that Nasser got to the end clean. I mean, he obviously also had a good stage himself, then the two of them, and tomorrow he'll do the same. So maybe Janil can just explain to us uh, what it entails on the last day. You know, the organizers come up with new plans every day. Uh, some days you start in, in, in reverse orders. Other days you start fastest first, whatever. Tomorrow they've, they've thrown another, um, you know, a, a weird starting order into the mix. So maybe Janil can just explain what that starting order is and, uh, and, and the role that you'll have to play tomorrow. You're obviously going to sacrifice quite a bit, but it's all, you know, for the greater good. 
Well, yeah, I mean, uh, tomorrow um, we, we start in reverse order uh, of, uh, of the general classification. So it's uh, where you are overall. Uh, at the moment, we're eighth overall, and NASA is obviously first. Uh, but they're also they're starting uh, the top bikes and the top trucks in between us. So that means I'll be starting uh, 51 minutes ahead of NASA. I'll be starting at 8.09 Peruvian time and NASA at 9 o'clock. Um, so, I mean, at the moment it looks like I'll have to wait for him for 51 minutes uh, to come past and then just uh, shadow or follow him until the end. Uh, but, you know, that's what you have to do as a, as a, as a team uh, to try and win this race. You know, he's, he's got a 51-minute lead, but you still have to do the 110 Ks tomorrow. So, um, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll play the team game tomorrow. And, um, you know, it's very important that we get... Uh, we get him to the finish line first, uh, especially for the Yarogazoo racing. To Neil, but what exactly does it mean? They're going to wave the flag. It's going to count down five, four, three, two, one, go, and then you're going to go and what? Drive hundred meters down the, the dune and stop. What are you going to do? Well, I mean, you basically drive. Uh, we, we're starting in the dune, so I'll, ba I'll drive to the top of the first dune and turn around and uh, face the start line and. Um, I told the guys to strap some uh, camping chairs and a, a beach umbrella to my car at the back. Maybe I can have a quick uh, bacon and eggs or something on the, on the dune. But yeah, I'll have to wait uh, 51 minutes. Well, if this was anywhere in Africa, we'd have had a, a Prado with a cooler box and a, and a bra in the back. Unfortunately, we can't help this time. We don't have any cooler boxes or meat here. But uh, so sorry, you're on your own there in the dune. Well, I'll tell you what. We've been playing cards throughout this trip. When we're not working or watching the Dakar or following the race, it's... Uh, it's the one bit of entertainment that we get. So last night, myself, you, Hannes, Valdu, Raymond Haps were, were playing, and uh, Janil came and joined us, and he reminded me of a, a, cold ga a card game of old called P&A. So we've got the cards here. So uh, a, a couple of games can be squeezed into 51 minutes. So if we joined you at the top, uh, you think we can play a few games? Yeah, for sure. I mean, we can uh, bring some coffee along or something. Uh, we can... Have it with a breakfast, and uh, we can. I think we can play a few hands. <laughs> Boldu, I know you get more emotional as each day goes by. You've been covering this race for decades, and we look ahead. I mean, I haven't seen you look this worried over the last few days as I ever have, and I've been involved with this race in the past where the team struggled. Yet this time round, they're on the cusp of making history, which obviously makes it all that more important. Well, it's a lot, a lot more difficult um, when you're in the lead because it's your race to lose. Whereas if you're chasing, you can only do what you can do and, and you know, the rest of it's out of your hands. So if, if the, the crews push hard and they still don't win, well, you know, you can shrug your shoulders and say we tried our best. But if you're in the lead, you could really cock it up at some point. And that's always been the worry in these last few stages, you know, sort of holding your breath every day to see what, what NASA does. Um, we've been joking that the, uh, the crews have nappies that they wear on the long stages and at the moment most of the supporting crew and staff are also wearing the nappies because um, as you watch the timing boards, the, 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 that moment where a car doesn't come through when planned or so, it just it makes it your, your heart leap and then it, it really is a stressful period at the moment. Janil, we had Mario D'Souza on the line last night, uh, a long-time supporter of Toyota Gazoo Racing South Africa, a guy that you know very well. And we asked him, what's the interest been like back in South Africa? And he said, firstly, disappointment at the fact that uh, you're not up front from a South African perspective, personal perspective, but 
from a team perspective, you can't understate how incredible this is for Toyota Gazoo Racing South Africa, a manufacturer from South Africa being able to win the Dakar Rally. No, absolutely. You know, um, you know this race, um, like we said earlier, you know, there's, there's so many things that can happen. And unfortunately, in this you need you need a little bit of luck, um, you know. And we, we we didn't have it. We um, you know we caught a bike in the wrong place um, and had a little bit of dust. Um, and it's basically because we slowed down, that we hit the rock just in the wrong place, and it caused the engine mounting to break, and you know then the oil filter and all of that stuff. But you know that's the luck you need. Um, but you know I can I can tell you one thing. You know if if. Of course, I mean all all the drivers want to win the race, um, and you know so did we. We would have loved to win the race, but the second best thing uh, for me, if I can cannot win the race, is for one of my teammates to win the race. And you know, uh, NASA is a, a brilliant driver. He's he's you know he's, he's he's definitely one of the quickest out there. He knows how to do this type of racing, and uh, you know he's he's driven an excellent rally. He hasn't made one mistake. Um, and for sure, you know, he deserves the win, um, absolutely. And for the team, uh, this whole project has been, you know, ongoing since 2012. Um, you know, all the effort, um, the guys at um, Glen Hall and his uh, team at Hall Speed have put into this. Um, it's been a tremendous effort. And, you know, I just hope we can, uh, we can pull it through tomorrow. Uh, like I said, it's 112 k's to go. But um, it would, uh, I think it, it, it's a great, it would be a great achievement if a South African team um, can pull off a win at the Dakar Rally. Janil, um, it's obviously sad that, that, that you're not going to be that person who, who gets it for Toyota this time around. I mean, uh, you've tried since 2012. But even so, your record of a top 10 finisher is still well, probably going to be intact. I think after Mr. Dakar himself, you are probably the person with the second best record of top finishes in, in, in all your appearances at Dakar. So, I mean, with, uh, with all the time lost following your incident and helping Bernard, it's, it's still a great achievement coming in the top 10. Oh, look, I mean, like I said, you know, you, you, always, you always come here to try and win, but um, it is, it is, it's the most difficult race in the world to win, and it's... Um, it takes a lot to to do it, um, but um, yeah, no, I mean we've we fought back nicely. We've uh, we were lying like forty first or forty second at one point in time, but it just shows you again this race is never over until it's over. I mean, look at uh, today at stage nine, um, how many things happened to the guys. Um, so uh, yeah, you just got to keep pushing right until the end, and you know, I mean, I've this is my sixteenth Dakar, so. I mean, uh, there, there's been so many, or there's been many disappointing, um, you know, races that I had, uh, like in 2007 when I was leading by 32 minutes or something, and then uh, I had an engine problem. So, you know, you you learn to deal with these things. It's just it's part of the game. So, um, I'm definitely not feeling sad. I'll, I'll I'll be very. I can tell you one thing. I'll be very very happy if if uh, the team manages to pull this off tomorrow. Janil, it's 10 years since your victory in, uh, on the Dakar in 2009. At that stage, you were obviously driving, uh, well, not obviously, but you were driving a, a VW Touareg. The race Touareg, as it was known, it was diesel-powered, and that was the start of an era of its own because since 2009, no petrol-powered car has actually won the Dakar. So uh, tomorrow, touch wood, all things going well. It could be uh, the first time since you started this trend 
of Diesel's winning that, um, that it actually comes to an end. That's true. I haven't actually thought about it like that. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's been a long time, uh, you know, the Diesel has won since 2009. And, um, you know, this co- uh, the Hilux we've been developing since 2012. And, um, you know, even when I, I won the race for VW in 2009, that project started in 2003. So it just shows you sometimes how long it takes to, you know, to, to develop a car and to get it onto the level which uh, we've got the Hilux now. Um, and it's only really in the last two years that we got the Hilux to the, to the level of uh, which we needed it to be. Um, with all the testing and all the, the work and dedication the guys have put in at the workshop. So, um, yeah, the last two years, I would say that those are the two years that we, we really could challenge for the win. So, yeah, let's, uh, let's hope and let's, uh, let's see if we can do it tomorrow. Lovely stuff. Uh, what's the time now? It's around quarter to nine. What time are you up? Well, tomorrow we're starting at 8.09, so I'll be probably be up at about six and... Uh, Getting ready for the start. Lovely stuff. Uh, drive safe tomorrow. We'll see you at the finish line. Uh, or we'll see you maybe during the race for that game of cards before seeing you over at the finish line in Lima. Uh, now, talking about Nassau Latia, let's uh, catch up with him. This was after today's stage where he ended up winning his third stage of Dakar 2019 and in so doing, opening up that massive lead over second place Nani Roma. Yeah, it was a good day for us and uh, we are quite happy and uh, uh, we win the stage and uh, we've been in good base uh, 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 from start to, to finish and also Janil always behind me, you know, this is good, they make me uh, more easy, you know, because if something, you know, happen, uh, he can help me and, uh, but okay, uh, this is a great uh, job, uh, day nine and still left one day uh, of Dakar, I hope... Uh, to win this race, you know, for all the teams and for Toyota, this is, will be very important. And, jeez, uh, I mean, you emerged unscathed from the wreckage. I mean, the likes of Sebastian, Cyril, Peter Hansel, all struggling today. You came through and Janil unscathed. It's a difficult stage, you know, because if you push and you you don't really uh, take care, it will uh, something happen, you know. If you see uh, a lot of uh, change today, you know, from the, the other driver, you know, but okay. We try to to manage uh, today without any risk, without any problems, and and really, uh, I'm quite happy. You mentioned Daniel. Nice to have him behind you, but unfortunately, losing Tim Brinke yesterday, heartbreaking for the team. It's okay. This is a uh, life, you know, because we are coming three cars. Uh, we need one car to to win, you know. But okay, uh, this is uh, the the work team and. Uh, you know, when we finish uh, this race, you know, we can sit uh, together what we can uh, improve, you know, for next year. 51-minute lead, NASA, one stage to go. You've got to have one hand on the trophy. You've got to be thinking to yourself. Yeah, we try to do our best, you know, because uh, I'm not thinking about uh, the gap, but uh, we think about uh, every day, you know, and uh, to bring everything uh, in one piece, you know. Also, the mechanic is happy, you know because there is a not, not a lot of work, you know, with the cars. And, yeah, this is what we need to, to help each other, you know, from uh, many, many things. 
And that was Nassal Atiyah. And I'll tell you what, he is undoubtedly happy, but uh, he doesn't exactly wear his heart on his sleeve. He keeps, uh, keeps things close to his heart. And uh, I'm sure the celebration will come were he to make it to the finish line and uh, win Dakar 2019. But you'd be hard-pressed to find a happier man in Peru right now than team principal Glenn Hall. Glenn, you smiling ear to ear with good reason. Yeah, sure, uh, Derek. Yeah, I'm smiling, but uh, I'm still quietly really nervous. Until we get to that part, Ferme and Lima, it's not over. But uh, having 53-minute lead is um, not a bad place to be. Certainly not. Uh, I mean, talk us through today because there weren't concerns, but of course, as you mentioned, I mean, it's never over till it's over. So as you build up the lead you could undeniably get happier and happier. But today, Sebastian, Cyril, Peter Hansel, disaster all around, but you had Nasser and Janil going through unscathed. And I think you forgot Carlos in the mix there, who uh, didn't actually take the start of the stage. He returned back to service and uh, had to have a gearbox change or something. But yeah, today's stage, after being... What was predicted to be sort of straightforward ended up being a mammoth task and uh, took its toll on the entire field. It was uh, a, a mega stage. Uh, NASA was, uh, you know, just going to take it easy, follow um, uh, Loeb through to the finish or Prigonsky. The next thing, Loeb stopped, no tracks. Next thing, Prigonsky stuck on a, a June and... Uh, NASA's opening the road and wins the stage. My God, it was a big surprise. So today was a massive stage right out of the blue. We didn't expect it, and uh, it could have easily gone any way, but luckily uh, Janil and NASA did a perfect day. Glenn, from our side, just let, let's just forget about uh, the victory or the, the hopeful victory for one second and just talk about the fact um, we've all been discussing for, for weeks now the fact that all speed, this team from South Africa and, and, and uh, the Hilux team in Toyota South Africa, you know, how far we've come and it's a project that started in 2012 and we've had every single position on the podium. Just give us the background. What does it take for a team from South Africa to compete at this level? But, but give us some behind the scenes insights as to who the people are, what do they do that is so great? You know, what do the engineers do? What do the mechanics do? How did you manage to get a team from South Africa up to this level to compete with, uh, well, I'd like to say the big boys, but I say the big boys because they come with international budgets and we South Africans with uh, with RANDs at the end of the day? Yeah, for sure. Our, our economy is struggling and as far as the world is concerned, but uh, we made the RANDs go a long way and uh, we've had great support from Toyota along the way and great faith in uh, in what we're doing. And I think that it's really the passion of the team that has enabled us to uh, achieve what we've achieved so far. There's a, a small group of people, highly dedicated and uh, really focused on what we need to do. And you, you know, the car is one thing, but along the way, over the last five years, we've sort of fought the regulations as far as the petrol engine is concerned. For some reason, the diesel engine has been favored, in my opinion. And uh, we've had to fight against that. And in the end, we've ended up with a fantastic uh, Hilux car, uh, superbly balanced, and that's enabled the drivers to extend themselves to a level that they would not normally be able to do. And uh, 
You know, last year we brought the car forward a whole year in, in development, this new car that we've got, this new Hilux, and uh, we desperately wanted to win last year, but we'd never had the opportunity to run the new tyre on this new chassis, and uh, it didn't suit the chassis when we got to the race last year. So during this year, to, or 2018, sorry, last year, Janille uh, and the team tested the tyre from BF Goodridge. They came from America to Gurupan, just north of Uppington. We did a fantastic test, developed the tyre. We've arrived here, and that was quite a big step to the car that was already fast last year. And uh, NASA's got great confidence in the car and been able to push himself. The car for NASA has been superbly reliable. M remember, we've got 112 k's to go. I'm looking at you here. We've still got to finish this thing, but uh, all being well, what, what we've seen so far with a 53-minute lead, it's, uh, it, it's fairly comfortable, but anything could go wrong. But in the end of the day, I think that it's all about passion, dedication, small team, focus. And, um, you know, for the team, it, it's long, long overdue. Uh, Glenn, um, I'm just thinking about the fact that you yourself are a former South African rally champion, but you're also an engineer, and, and your job at the moment is to build the best possible Hilux that you possibly can, and then hand it over to humans to go and race with. Uh, you can predict a lot of things, and you can measure a lot of things in the Hilux, but you can't measure or predict exactly what the humans will be thinking. Just, just talk us through what you think when you hand your, your engineering marvel over to a human and say, go racing. Well, yeah, you've got to have, uh, it's a thing called blind faith, I suppose, in, in many respects. So, you know, NASA has been so relaxed during this whole race. And Janil, I think Janil was uh, exceptionally unlucky, uh, and, and Bernard, to, to a degree. Janil was leading the Dakar on day three with a, a clear advantage, and it was a strategy from the team, how we were playing it out. NASA winning the first day, Janil taking a bat marker and uh, having some tracks to follow in stage two. We had a nice lead and uh, just caught a quad at the wrong time and uh, was too cautious over a jump and hit a rock, but not jumping over the whole uh, caution. So there is an element of luck. And uh, to quote Gary Player is, the more you practice, the luckier you get. So we don't want to depend on luck, but it looks like in this race you have to have... Uh, a little bit of luck in order to do it. So we've handed over to these drivers, and uh, I think that you, you know, if you were a, a manufacturer anywhere in the world, such as Toyota, is the biggest one, you would choose NASA and Janil to drive your cars, and uh, they've proved it without doubt. If Janil hadn't have hit that rock, I just did the timing earlier today, he would be a clear second by uh, phew, many minutes, you know. 40 minutes or so, so um, it, it, it's, uh, it's something the team does. All we can do is do our best job each night, hand it to the drivers, and they say, is the car okay? They set up and do their job, and we come back, and uh, it's been okay. But, I mean, at, you know, NASA, I was working out earlier today, has had zero technical problems so far. We've still got 112 games to go, remember. <laughs> we'll never you forget know. that. Jeez. You know, I'm sitting here tonight and uh, trying to relax, but just can't. So, so far, we've had zero 
mechanical issues, any issues in Nathas car at all, and he's done the job. Glenn, uh, we've been talking about the drivers a lot and the good job that they've been doing. Uh, and clearly they, they have been doing a great job. But just give us some insight into the rest of the team. I mean, the drivers do half of the job, but they can't go out there if they don't have a good car. Obviously, you've built the car and designed the car well, but now the guys during Dakar for two weeks have to keep those cars in, in tip-top shape. So just tell us how hard it really is for the guys on the ground, sleeping in tents next to the cars night after night. What do they do to make this whole effort work? Well, Hannes, I think that the key to all of that is an in-depth... You cannot ever pay in people enough money to do the job that our team do. So it's not about money at all, it's about passion. And uh, we've got a smaller team than, uh, than uh, what would be normal to race at this level anywhere in the world. But it's a dedicated team full of passion and uh, I, I don't know where they get the energy from. Day after day, night after night. And I think today was the... Uh, was a good example. We'd finished NASA's car, it was all complete, and we were searching through the logging, and we found a missed gear shift. And, you know, went back to the guys and said, sorry guys, we need to inspect the gearbox to be sure for tomorrow. Sure, not even a, not even a blink. The, the, you know, the sump guard was off, gearbox, yeah, it was amazing. Inspect the, inspect the gears, no, it's all okay. Put it back together, put the car back together. No complaint whatsoever. That's passion, that's dedication, and that's a will to win. And we've been in Pisco now for the last two or three days or so. I mean, it's not an easy environment to work in. It's dusty out there. It's, it's this fine fish face dust all over the place. It's windy. The dust goes in everywhere. So they're not easy conditions to work in. I looked at everybody in the team today, and there wasn't a single person that wasn't, the T-shirt wasn't drenched in sweat at... Uh, three o'clock today not a single person including hannes's uh well i didn't spot hannes actually that time but uh yeah out of the team that were working there wasn't a single person that was drenched in sweat i mean these these guys are working you know solid 15 18 hours a day for the last 10 days it's incredible there's no doubt that the term unsung hero can apply to many members of Toyota Gazoo Racing South Africa. Uh, of course, the drivers get the plaudits. Not so much the navigators. And I think Mathieu Bommel, who's won the Dakar once before with Nassau Latia, we did a profile on him today, which is uh, on the Supersport show that, that comes out tonight. And, I mean, the guy has just been consistency personified. Last year, he had a bit of issues with motion sickness. This time around, nothing even close. Uh, what a great guy. Inside the car, outside the car, we've been mightily impressed. Well, I don't know if I should share this with the listeners, Derek, but um, the stress on Matthew is amazing. And we've got a, you know, a doctor who's been a friend of ours, our doctor, family doctor for 20 years, Mark Oliver. He's also the doctor of the SA hockey team. And I phoned him the other day and asked him, you know, He's given us these special, uh, you know, medicines, and I asked him if Matthew could take it before the start of the stage because he was so stressed. And within five minutes, Mark Oliver had WhatsApp back said, "Yeah, no problem. He can take it twenty minutes before. No more than four hours. Three hours could be okay." I mean, we've got the help of unsung heroes in South Africa looking around, but on the other side, Matthew. 
the, the stress. I mean, you know, NASA is pushing all day long. This guy's sitting there, you know, and Matthew understands the strategy. He understands the race well. Uh, discussing with uh, NASA along the way. I mean, one of the stages, I remember him telling me, you know, we were planning to stay behind uh, Carlos the whole stage. The next thing, Lowe beats us, beeps us from behind on the era track. Um, they had a quick discussion. Okay, let's follow Loeb in the dust past Carlos. And uh, the next thing, they're away and gone. And, uh, you know, it, it's uh, on-the-move on the action. They've changed the strategy on the way. And uh, Matthew wasn't feeling... He was feeling the stress, for sure. And uh, they made the right decision, went, and uh, the results are there to be seen. Certainly so. We'll be hearing from Matthew in a, in a short while's time. But uh, I think, Glenn... Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, you've seen a lot of our faces over the last two weeks. Uh, congratulations to you and your team. Any final words from Hannes and Volder to Glenn? I, I think it's been a phenomenal effort, eh? and there's no doubt about it that you've had the support from not just South Africa, but uh, from many motorsport lovers the world over. But when you go back home, it'll be to Hero's welcome, irrespective of what happens tomorrow. But uh, we're holding thumbs that tomorrow ends in a very positive result for the team. Derek, it's quite uh, unnerving. Um, I think I've got, a, I've got two groups running on my WhatsApp. Uh, one very special, the close group of uh, fairly influential people around the world and another group with about two, 300 people in. And this last two weeks, they've been almost silent, some of them. In other words, not wishing to jinx, remembering that we've re led the Dakar from the first stage every single day and people who would normally powerful people in the world of industry captain captains of industry have almost been too um, I don't know nervous or whatever to jinx the cautious 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 to uh, to send any messages and now slowly a few of them are coming through it, it, it's almost unnerving I feel like we've got all of South Africa behind us. It's uh, on the one hand, it's frightening, uh, enormous load to carry, and on the other hand, it's uh, exciting beyond belief. It certainly is, Hannes. Well, from our side, you know, between the lot of us, we've covered this event uh, since the start, uh, or the Toyota, uh, you know, quest since the start in 2012. This is the closest we've been to winning it. It's one day to go, 110 kilometers, 112 kilometers. So I am certainly more excited than I've been in, in, in the last eight or nine years on this thing. I'm, uh, my nerves are wrecked also. Glenn, I, I, I feel the pain and pressure with you, and hopefully we can share the joy with you tomorrow afternoon. Well, let's see. Yeah, today, for some reason, I was so stressed and uh, watching every single waypoint, sending out some messages on the WhatsApp to keep me busy. Um, I'm at the moment today. I didn't really enjoy it. Actually, um, it, it, it's just too much. It's still 112 k's to go. We're going to stop Janiel after the start at the plan. He's going to stand for 46 minutes waiting for NASA to follow him through the stage. I do hope it doesn't change his overall ranking. Janiel said he's waiting for us to provide him with some brandy or liquid courage while he waits. He's got nothing else to do. So. I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure. And going back to the condition today in Pisco, it felt like 50 degrees in the shade. The wind was blowing, the dust was blowing. It was incredibly, uh, 
uncomfortable there and the guys didn't even flinch. They just, uh, the whole team repaired the cars and uh, were ready to go. Thanks so much, Glenn Hall, team principal for Toyota Gazoo Racing South Africa. One stage to go just over 100 kilometers. Can Nasser Latia and Mathieu Bommel go on to capture the first ever Dakar title for the team? We spoke about Mathieu a little earlier. This was him straight after finishing today's stage. Yeah, it was a difficult day because uh, when you start and you know that you don't have to push and just uh, wait, it's, it's really not easy. But uh, at the end, many things happened today. So I'm sorry uh, for sure for Stefan and, and David. And uh, many, many cars crashed today. And it's, yeah, it was not a really nice uh, stage today. Very, very dangerous, I mean. So I'm happy to finish. And we were not thinking uh, to make a... Uh, time like that, but uh, with all the trouble that the, the other one gets, um, we finish with a good position. So, one more day for us. One more day, 51 minute lead. I mean, you couldn't have asked for, for a better position to be in going into the final day. You've got to be thinking to yourself, we've got one hand on that title. Yeah, for sure, tomorrow we'll take any risk just following everybody because we start uh, open, uh, reverse order. And uh, there is nothing to, to gain tomorrow, a lot, a lot to lose, so we will go easy. And uh, talk us through tomorrow's stage. It's a short one, but it can be tricky. Yeah, it's not easy. Uh, still uh, a lot of dunes. Uh, less soft and, uh, and less difficult than what we get, got for the last three days, but uh, it's, it's June. So in the dunes, uh, everything can happen every day. You see today with all the, the, the people uh, who get uh, problems. So. Always stay focused until the end. We will do our job, don't worry. But uh, we need to take in mind not, not to push and be clever for tomorrow. And uh, victory will be there, I hope. You've won this event before. NASA's won this event before. But the team's never won it before. So history can be made tomorrow. Of course. And we will do our best to, to give Toyota the first victory of the history of Dakar. And uh, it will be a big party, I think, tomorrow night. Now, I'll tell you what, there's a massive wooden table in front of us. We're all touching wood. Uh, can we be on the cusp of history for South Africa, for Toyota Gazoo Racing South Africa? We've gone from Janil de Villiers, a former Dakar winner, to the team principal of the team, Glenn Hall. Now to, I want to say team physio, but, oh man, that barely scratches the surface. We've got one of the only women involved in the Dakar rally, not really one of the only, but certainly the only woman in, involved in the team at the bivouac, because there's plenty back home doing a lot of work behind the scenes, but Tracy Lee White Duplessis. Um, yeah, how, uh, how have you enjoyed your third Dakar rally with Team Toyota Gazoo Racing South Africa? Okay, firstly, this is really awkward, <laughs> um, but it's, it's always fun. It's always fun. Uh, t tell us more. I mean, y at least you have experienced it uh, a couple of times prior. Um, this would certainly be more celebratory, given the fact that we are on the cusp of history. Also a little easier in terms of the venue. It hasn't been so much traveling. You also got your first uh, washing machine this year, which uh, <laughs> I saw on Facebook you're really happy about. And I throw in washing machine because, and I, and I mentioned the physio part, but that really scratches the surface because a physio really covers one of your 100 roles. I, th I think if I can quickly interrupt, Tracy should just take us through a typical day of what exactly it is that she's doing every day. Um, so I wake up an hour before the drivers uh, have to leave and uh, I do their drinks. And uh, then 
<laughs> so awkward. <laughs> um, I uh, then travel on to the next biv. And then from then on, we wait around and uh, drivers arrive, give them their drinks that they need afterwards. And then I start with physio and uh, I am the washing machine. So <laughs> I do the driver's washing. It's so cringy, but it is part of my role. <laughs> um, and I have been re- really fortunate enough to have a, a washing machine this year. So um, I haven't had to do any washing by hand, which has been a score. <laughs> And it's pretty rare seeing you in a hotel because usually you you spend your time over at the bivouac day and night, which for those that aren't tour fay, I mean, picture a massive motorhome covered in dust, covered in trucks, covered in cars, covered in a lot of men with a few women walking around. I mean, it's not the prettiest of sights and it's not exactly paradise on earth. So I think this is a rare luxury for you. But yeah. You certainly do spend a lot of time there. Uh, it can be grueling at best. Um, yeah, definitely. I think uh, one of the worst parts about staying at the Biv is the, the porter toilets. <laughs> um, but otherwise, the, the, yeah, the showers are really cold, um, which is okay. At least there's something to wash yourself with. Um, we sleep in a tent, my own tent. I don't share a tent. <laughs> and uh, it's fun. It's really fun. I love being with the guys. The guys are great. And uh, yeah, last night I'm not there, but uh, I'm really enjoying the luxury of staying in a hotel, a hot shower. And from the physio perspective, uh, of course, you, you've got to tend to the drivers and navigators. Uh, which guys have the biggest ailments or um, who comes out of the car worse for wear and really begs? Or a bit of human touch. You're going to get me in trouble now. Um, Bernard. <laughs> Bernard. <laughs> yes, he always comes out. Oh, Tracy, I need you. <laughs> but yeah, so definitely Bernard. And uh, you actually had to come here tonight to do a massage on Janil as well. Is he feeling a little anal? Um Yeah, he is feeling a little anal. He had a bit of an impact um, side on. So, But it's uh, to be expected. And uh, he's... Feeling a lot better, I hope. <laughs> and let's uh, talk about the man that's in front and the possible winner of the 2019 Dakar Rally, Nasser Latia. Um, I mean, he is calmness personified. We mentioned that a couple of times, but I mean, he gets out of the car. It doesn't look like he's broken a bead of sweat. Very chatty, very calm, very cool, calm and collected. Um, from a, a physical perspective, I mean, does he come to you often or not? Um, no, he's extremely fit and he just uh, gets on with it. I, uh, I haven't really had the opportunity to treat him much this year, but um, he's just, I think, focused and ready to win it, really, and uh, he knows what works for him, and I just i am there to help if I need it. So, Yeah, yeah I mean, Hannes, we were chatting today regarding uh, Nasality. I mean, we didn't actually realize how old he was, and when the number came out... In his 50s, if I'm not mistaken? Uh, 49, I think. 49. 49. Jeez, you would never say it. Uh, he, Tracy, what do you reckon? Uh, what yeah, did you I guess? Yeah, I would never put him at 39. Maybe like mid-30s, 40s, but yeah. Yeah, no, he, <laughs> uh, he, he certainly does look after himself. Uh, but I mean, there again, it goes to show the, the, the level of professionalism that he operates at. Um, Trace, how do you think tomorrow's going to go? I'm just going to... St- Keep very quiet. <laughs> Let's not jinx anything. <laughs> Your third Dakar. Will you be back for more? 
Um, sadly, no. This will be my last. I um, plan to uh, hopefully have a baby. So uh, I don't think it's fair to have a little one at home and I'm off having a great time. So, yeah, but I'm extremely grateful and blessed. I've had three opportunities to um, be a part of all of this. And, um, yeah, uh, I couldn't have asked for a better team to be a part of. And hopefully we, uh, we can finish this one on a high. Oh, magnificent. Uh, good luck with the future. And, yeah, it's to, to see you, you finish your Dakar career off with a bang as hopefully Nasa Alatia and Machubam will go on to capture the first ever victory for Toyota Gazoo Racing South Africa. Thank you so much, Tracy. Thank you so much to Glenn. Thank you, Janiel. Thank you, Voldu. Hannes, final thoughts? Um, there is a final thought. I just realized what Glenn just said to me off mic now that uh, Toyota is on the brink of doing the double. Earlier this year, Toyota Worldwide won the, uh, the other world's toughest race, which is the 24 Hours of Le Mans. Uh, it's considered to be the toughest endurance race in the world on tar, of course. This is the Dakar, the world's toughest race, period, of course, on gravel. And uh, if we do pull it off tomorrow, it would be uh, quite something for Toyota worldwide. Not only Toyota South Africa, but for the Toyota brand. Oh, man, there you go. Covering all bases, Toyota around the world. But, of course, we can't end things off without Toyota Gazoo Racing South Africa's lucky charm, Raymond Haps. Uh, Raymond, final thoughts from you, uh, our producer extraordinaire. Uh, Tracy calls him Handsome Ray. Happy to have both of those titles. Um, yeah, well, let's uh, bring it home. We've got a lot of work to do still. We've got um, TV shows. We're to wrap up this podcast. We've got uh, press releases, photo packs, um, and we've got to be batteries charged, wheels up, and ready for the big finish tomorrow. So looking forward to it. Certainly so. And I heard that uh, when someone said, why Handsome Ray? They said, no, it's like a, a mafia movie. We're always the biggest guys called Shorty. So that's things up uh, for stage nine of uh, the Dakar Rally 2019. One stage to go. Can Nasa Alatia and Mathieu Bomel do it for the team and make history? Well, we'll wait and see. Only just over 100Ks uh, stand between them and potential history. We'll see you in Lima. Thanks for listening to Inside the Game. Brought to you by Radar Media.